Thank you so much for joining me today on another episode. And as always, I'm grateful for your support and for your company. I'm glad that you're joining me tonight because it's going to be action-packed, fast-paced relationship talk. Oh yeah, it's that time. It's that time of the month, that time of the week. I don't I don't know what time it is, but it's that time. So stick around, buckle your seatbelts, sit down if you're standing up, and put the kitchen knife away because we are not hurting anyone tonight. We are going to listen to this podcast. It's going to provide you some major healing. That's what we're up to tonight. That's what we're up to. All right, folks. I recently had a conversation with someone that I work with, and she was talking about falling in love. Specifically, the, the, the statement that I was interested in is a statement that I could at one point in my life relate to where um, she says, I lost myself. I lost myself in this relationship. Although she's becoming more self-aware as I'm working with her, she's really doing a lot of work in her own healing. And she's able to recognize a lot of things or decisions that she made out of fear in that relationship, which has helped her really admit to herself that at one point she had lost herself. But is that what falling in love means? Does it mean that you lose yourself, that you give everything away in hopes to get something back? If I lose myself, is that a good thing? Is that what love is about? It got me thinking, I I need to explain what love chemically does to you. I, I want you to know what happens to the human body when, or the brain specifically, what it produces when you fall in love. When we fall in love we produce what is known as dopamine and norepinephrine. The pleasure centers of our brain start to activate. So it feels really, really good. I mean, other chemicals that we produce are oxytocin and serotonin, which are also pleasure-driven hormones, right? But and anything that you produce too much of when it comes to these, are uh, they could be addictive. We're only producing a little bit of those. But sometimes when we use drugs, for example, or when we're addicted to something, we produce a lot of these things and a lot of these hormones and we become addicted to them. So uh, not usually a great thing because they're highly pleasurable. They work in the highly pleasurable centers of the brain, which means we can easily get high off of them as we are overproducing them at times or producing a high amount of them. Okay, I hope that helps a little bit. It's a quick mini lesson. The less medical jargon I have to say, the better. But sometimes we need it here and there. We just like sprinkle it here and there. All right. So this is important that you understand that you're producing these feelings. So when we say things like, I'm falling in love with a person or I'm attracted to a person, what we're really saying is that I am producing these dopamines. Uh, my heart starts to race, so I produce a little bit of adrenaline for my little heart beating quicker and my blood pressure going up. That's what happens to our bodies phys- physiologically. And all of it adds up to a great time, if you ask me. <laughs> great Friday night. But 
What we want to not discount in this case is that you are the one that's producing this chemistry, but someone else gets the credit for it. Yep, I said it. Someone else gets the credit. The thing is, we are producing the chemistry. We could be producing it anywhere in the world, and the person that we love, in quotes, um, can be anywhere else in the world, far away from us, and we can produce those hormones, but we give them the credit for it. We think that they are the reason we're producing this set of feelings, this set of hormones, but in fact, they are not. They're just the excuse we're using. Why I have to say it this way is because we are producing, like I said, all of it. We're producing everything that we're experiencing on the inside. And we think that to fall in love, to feel the dopamine, I have to have somebody with me to do it. I have to use something else that's not me to do it. Now, if I start exercising that early on, I'm going to look really needy in relationships or I'm going to be a whole lot, and yes, you hear me say this often, codependent in relationships. It's going to look off because I can only fall in love. I can only experience the feeling of love when somebody loves me. There's a middleman to me feeling or experiencing love. There's a middleman or middle woman, however you want to put it. I hope that makes sense. I really want to point this out in the clearest way I can because it's kind of one of those abstract concepts that we need to, it's, it's so in your face that it's hard to escape. But when you get to see it that way, it'll start really helping you out. So when that lady said that she was losing herself in the relationship, what she really meant was that at one point in the relationship, she could not produce the feeling of love, which is really, if you think about it, it's self-love because that person is not injecting love in her brain. She's not experiencing his love. She's experiencing her own love. And when we fall in love, we're actually falling in love with ourselves, believe it or not. <laughs> Again, we're producing the chemistry. And when we fall in love, we start behaving differently. We start eating better. We start looking better. We take extra care of ourselves. We use them as the excuse to do so, but we can actually do that at any time. We are producing the chemistry. We can fall in love at any time. It's pretty crazy, isn't it? But again, going back to this lady's comment, she stopped experiencing this falling in, in self-love at one point in the relationship and it became conditional. Her self-love became conditional upon this person's uh, attention, this person's love, this person's words, actions, whatever, any of those things. Basically, it's she stopped falling in love with her. She stopped loving herself. She's not experiencing the love that he gives. It's, there's no such thing. We don't actually take this literally, people, but apparently in our society we do. We think that this person is the reason why we're in love, but it is not. And if you get stuck in that, you are going to lose yourself in the relationship because your relationship becomes dependent on this person performing for you um, and, and handing you the, the love whenever they feel like it. But the bad thing about it is that if you're working on their schedule 
whatever they hand over as love or whenever they want to hand it over, then you are basically loving yourself conditionally. You are loving yourself at the whim of their uh, emotions whenever they feel like it, whenever they feel like handing you some love. So if you think about it, in this relationship, she created her own prison. She thought that in fact, he held the key to her love for love. It's a false idea, false belief. He does not hold the key to her love or her feeling or experiencing love. She can do that any time if she doesn't place the condition that he must be there to show her whatever attention, love, whatever you want to call it, for her to feel and experience love. If she places no condition on that, then she's working from the inside. So she's internally driven at this point. She can be in love anytime she wants. I know this is like the craziest concept ever, but it makes sense. It makes sense. You will never lose yourself if you know that you're the one producing the love, that you still love you, whether this person that you invite into your life comes in, stays or leaves, you still are left with you. And when you work on that relationship, when you fall in love with you, then that person leaves and you're not crushed. It's not the end of the world. You're not sitting in fear in that relationship, trying to keep a relationship going when it's not going well. When you work on your self-love, when you work on falling in love with you, you don't ever worry about tolerating bullshit in a relationship or settling for nonsense. You will notice, you will defend whatever it is that you have on the inside and want to keep it. And when it doesn't match what's going on on the outside, you will notice and you will protect it. And that's what we want to do. What we don't want to do is continue to give this person all our emotional keys this person, whoever he is, her husband, keeps all her emotional keys. She cannot love herself without him opening the door for her. Again, it is a false idea. He does not inject her with any love. There is nothing she's experiencing that she's not producing, but she thinks she needs him to do it. Do you see how crazy that sounds? We've all been there. One can relate. So that's why when we talk about self-love, when we talk about the idea of falling in love with ourselves, I don't mean that in a selfish way. I mean that in a wonderful way. The relationship that you have with you is always going to be there. It is the gauge that keeps you safe from people that can harm you emotionally, from people that can use you. When you love yourself, you will not tolerate bullshit. That's the truth. But when you don't love yourself, when whatever that's outside of you sounds a little bit, just a notch or two, a little bit better than you do, you're willing to deal with bullshit. You're willing to eat it up because it's better than what it sounds like on the inside of you. We don't want none of that. Falling in love with yourself, it's the cure for almost every freaking mental health disorder. When you get to know the inside of you, when you get to feed yourself with love and not wait for someone to feed you, you'll never starve. Never. And when your gauge is set right on the inside and you're in love with you and you sound fantastic in there, then somebody can come along and they better, and I mean better, match up to what you sound like on the inside. Because if they don't, 
you will notice it. It'll be loud and clear and you will not, and I mean this, you will not tolerate whatever it is that you're seeing in front of you. You will easily let it go because it doesn't sound as good as you sound on the inside. That's what I mean about self-love. When we teach children how to self-love, it is not selfish. We've been rejecting our self for so long. We've been calling it selfish. But as you just found out today, I hope that it is not. It's the only thing that is sane, that makes sense. When you fall in love with you, it is in fact what you're doing anyways. I don't want anybody else to take the credit for it. I want you to take the credit for it. I want you to sit in that knowing that you and the relationship with you is the most important relationship. And when you work on that, everything else falls in line. Everything else matches up what you are developing on the inside. It complements it, my friend. It does not complete it. It does not finish it up. It does, nobody's going to have to come and save you and show you love and blah, blah. If you're waiting for all that, you're going to be very disappointed. It might be a quick patch up. You might get a little romance, a little lust, but it'll be a quick patch up because the real thing, you guys, the real thing starts with you. Real love with you. And it will look like, I said before, like you would look like if you're falling in love with another person. You will treat yourself better. You'll eat better. You'll speak to people better. Uh, you won't be angry as much anymore or react on it. You will not be as impulsive or reactive or self-destructive. When you have self-love, it cures every freaking thing. I mean, everything. Everything. And that's an understatement, ladies and gentlemen, because it's much, much more. When you love you, when you work on that relationship with you, then it's impossible, downright impossible to lose yourself in a relationship. It won't happen. It won't. Because you'll have something that you are going to protect. You're going to have something that you're willing to make boundaries to keep. You're going to have something you're willing to uh, let go of toxic things in order for you to maintain this beautiful relationship that you have with yourself. But when you're dishonest with yourself, when you start lying to yourself about what you're in and what you're doing and what compromises you're compromising with in a relationship, then that relationship with you is nasty. The self-talk is nasty. What you are getting away with telling yourself is probably just barely to self-preserve. Not in fact to live your full potential. We need to clean house. I urge you to do so. I urge you to go in there, even in a, if, if you're in a loveless, toxic relationship, to sit within yourself and ask yourself, where's your self-love at? What does it sound like in your mind? Is it unconditionally loving? Or are there conditions that have to be met outside of you in order for you to love you on the inside? Does it have to be the right girl or guy? to fulfill you on the inside, to think that you're worthy and valuable on the inside. It is a flawed idea, my friends. And I want us to think about if you have children, we need to move them and steer them away from this idea that self-love is selfish somehow. It is not. There's a way to balance out the idea of self-love. It's reasonable. It's logical. And we reject it and refuse it. And we call it selfish. It's insane to me. It's ins I don't get it. I don't get it. <laughs> We have more evidence 
medically, chemically to support that when we fall in love, we are really producing everything. We are really falling in love in so many ways with ourselves. But we're using another person as an excuse. Yeah, it's wild. Wild, wild sci-fi movie right there. Like where there's dragons and there's Khaleesi riding a dragon. and I don't know. It's it's wild. Wild fiction. But it's true. That's what we function on these days. We put so much value on that. That's why we get into toxic relationships. Relationships where we feel unfulfilled. Where there's a lot of this self-dishonesty and uh, people are staying in relationships out of fear. Out of fear. Fear of losing something that they've attached their self-love to. Which can make sense for you guys, right? That's a, that's a lot of power this other person that you are in love with gets. They get all that. Especially if you don't got much in you. If they get all that. Ooh, that's a lot of power. It's a lot of power. The person that we fall in love with at the time we're in love with them is just a reflection of who we are. They're not a mirror image per se, but they show us about ourselves. They show us who we are in this relationship. So if we feel restricted and controlled in that relationship, if we feel like we are barely surviving on crumbs of love here and there, I don't need you to try to change that person. I need you to look within and think about where's my self-love at? What does the relationship with me look like? Why is this okay? Why am I okay with crumbs? Why? I need you to be honest with yourself. This is a conversation that you need to have. If you are in a relationship where you're like, where you have more excuses to leave than excuses to stay, then you need to reflect on that. You need, you owe yourself and you owe yourself in this lifetime to experience satisfaction in a relationship, equality in a relationship, self-love in a relationship. That's what needs to happen. You owe that to yourself. Please get there or you're going to miss this beautiful journey. That's what this whole journey is about. This journey is about the falling in love, not with other people, but falling in love with you. Yep, that's it. That's what this journey is about. If I can sum it all up as a therapist, this is what it's about. Just self-love. That's all you really are getting in this world to discover, to fall in love with, to continue to fall in love with, and to continue to spice up the relationship with. That's who you're working with, you. The cat is out of the bag, people. It isn't the other person. We're not trying to find a mate that is from the soul, I'm wanting you to work on your soul first. And then we'll we'll look for a mate for that. But until you get your soul strained out with you, until that is watered and, and blossomed, then don't worry about trying to water and blossom other people's souls. Please, please don't. Please don't. I encourage you to start doing this right away and to start asking yourself, am I in love? Do I wake up in the morning and take my time getting dressed and being uh, available for myself? Or do I use the excuse that I have children to to, to stay away from self-love? Or that I have a a husband and a mortgage and work to stay away from self-love? Because sometimes we do that too. These are not things that 
have to be accomplished before you start loving yourself. You don't have to perform or be productive at work in order for you to fall in love with you. You don't have to be uh, a, a perfect wife or husband for you to fall in love with you. You don't have to be a perfect mother for you to fall in love with you. I need you to fall in love with you first. All these things just come out as a beautiful side effect. They all work. They all work. And it starts with you. But when you're trying to do it from the outside in, it sucks. You're going to get it way off. So get up a little early. Practice self-love in the morning. Romancing yourself. Making yourself a nice cup of coffee. Uh, putting on your makeup or doing your grooming. Whatever it is that you do. Listening to uh, motivational affirmations. Whatever. Whatever it is that you do in the morning. I need you to do it with self-love. When you're eating a meal, I need you to do it with self-love. Not self-hate and binging. I need you to eat with self-love. When you're talking to people, I need you to do it with self-love. When you are working at, at work and you're doing your reports and you're dealing with people, difficult or not, I need you to do it from a place of self-love. I need you to do it from a place of self-love. Basically, everything that you do needs to be from a place starting with self-love. Because I don't know what the hell you're doing if is if the core of it, if you're walking around with no self-love, it's going to come out irritable, angry, distressed, impatient, whatever you want to call it. You cannot give what you don't have. So when you have self-love, you have an abundance of all these beautiful things that you can give away. Patience, forgiveness, tolerance, love, all those things. I think it's a win-win situation, isn't it? All right. Thank you so much for joining me tonight. I really hope this hits home for some of you, resonates with some of you. I'm probably going to listen to this again to see if it sounds really confusing, but I felt it in my gut. I know that this is the information I wanted to get out. And if it resonates with you, fantastic. That means I did the work that I was supposed to do today. But if it doesn't, <laughs> well then, it wasn't for you. Either way, it goes without saying, I'm sending you love. My name is Tala, and this has been an episode of Drive Through.